You're listening there to music by Urban Village. You heard there Ubaba and Dindi. They are a Friday wind-down guests for the day. In studio with me, Lerato Di Chaba, who's part of the band. It, it is a band, right? A Urban band. Village is a band. <laughs> yes, it's a band. <laughs> uh, Lerato, of course, is the band member that is uh, representing them in this interview for today. What a lovely sound you guys have. Thank eh? you. And I think that's why um, you are described as the new indie voice of Soweto. (laughs) 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 Tell me more. Tell me a little bit about how you guys got together and and doing the music that you are now. Uh, How we got together. uh, Basically, I started the concept of the band around 2013. And then I invited through Dubazi. Mpomoloi, which is the lead vocalist. Then uh, we were joined by a member called Mujalefa, but he left the band uh, two years in the period. Then we were joined by Kolani, mm-hmm. which is our current drummer, and Smangaliso Lamini, the bassist of the band. So basically, we all grew up together, you know, in, in a way. Kolani uh, is my childhood friend. I knew Tubatsi when I was still growing up as a teenager, and mm. Smang and Kolan went to school together. So it's a. <laughs> it, it basically, it's just a community, friends, friends who grew up okay, in the community. MT, yes. It, 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 it could have very much been a garage band yes, in your yeah, teens. Yes, you know. Yeah, but necessarily we didn't plan we were going to be in mm. a band together. You know, it mm. just happened as time, yeah, as we grew older. 2013, it's almost 10 years ago yes. that um, you would have started with this concept. Yes. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Myself? Oh, I'm born in Soweto, Mzimhlope, uh, Orlando West. Uh, yeah, I grew up there. Uh, yeah, as I said, I was born there. I grew up there. Mm. You know, yeah, <laughs> yes. And yeah, I went to Highlands North Boys High School and I finished my metric. I tried to study music, it didn't pull through. Mm. You know, yeah, I'm a self taught guitarist. Uh, I've forever been an artist, I've never worked before in my life. I don't know how to type a CV, I don't know what a CV looks like. Really? <laughs> really, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I've, yeah. Yeah, but I've had opportunities to travel mm. all over the world with my art, mm. you know, so I'm mm. grateful for that, you know. Mm. Yeah. At, at which point in your life did you discover music? Uh, 30, when I was like 13 years. Mm. Yeah. Growing up in Zimtlope, we always had, you know, these uncles uh, which worked like in like uh, the mines and some of them in the factories around, uh, what's this area? Uh, around Leondale, you know. Or some of them worked around crown mines, you know. So some of them were people in the neighborhood, you know. Yeah, so they would just play guitars to pass time, you know. So would obviously as young boys, you'd get bored, but end up chilling with them and listening. So I guess I caught the bug there, yeah. And, and, and then went on to learn how to play guitar. Yeah. At, at which point does it become... A means of of earning an income for you. Uh, uh, I can't really say at which point, mm-hmm. you know, because I think I've I had already earned the income through me spiritually being involved in the realm of music. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, financials came after 
obviously it's when you start learning how the music industry works you know how to maneuver around how to get gigs and stuff like that but obviously it's being dedicated and being disciplined mm. to the art form at the end of the day mm. as an individual mm. yeah what well, what what were your biggest influences or who are your biggest influences biggest influences are Philip Tabani Bob Matalagunene uh who else Alifagatore Yeah, your salifkaitas, you know, your stimulas, yeah, mm, those were mm. my main, you know, biggest influences. But, but part of how how uh, your music would be described and I I always I, I judge descriptions like this <laughs> even though I'm about to use it, which yeah. is a complete contradiction, right? Because I often say what do we mean when we say something sounds authentic <laughs> um but you know y- your sound sounds I, i don't it sounds authentic to south africa it yeah. it sounds like something you can hear on the streets of south africa uh, i mean uh, how to describe our sound is that we were influenced by our sur- surroundings you know mm. the sounds of uh, people rushing to the train station like 3am you know Texas hooting, you know, people conversating, neighbors. I mean, we are from Soweto, so there's music all over, you know. Whether there's a Shangan person renting next door, they'll play their mu- music full blast. Whether there's a Zulu person renting at the back opposite, they'll play their music full blast. So yeah. that's the influence, you know. Yeah, that's in the air that we caught, you know. But uh, explaining the authenticity of the sound, basically there's nothing much. Uh, we just... dwelled back to the roots and the teachings of our forefathers and the musicology of South Africa because we are dedicated in preserving our South African sound mm-hmm. you know so and yeah we told ourselves that we'll die for that you know when you told your family that you want to do music and yeah. this is now after you're done with matric what was their reaction Uh really I never told my parents that I wanted to do music as a profession I just did it you know because already at the age of six, 16 years old I was already playing house music on vinyls and mm. you know yeah in the hood so already I was <laughs> were you like a weekend DJ <laughs> at, at at some of the parties that were yeah. happening in the area yeah a lot of them yeah uh. me and Spang used to be DJs at some point uh. you know yeah uh. that's how that's how I met Spang mm. you know yeah when we were growing up so so, it, so they don't have a conversation with you at all about uh. what what exactly are you doing with your life because th- that's a time where I think a lot of young people are under pressure to have, you know, clear answers about what their future is going to look like. Uh yes, but the thing is like I mean it's the expectations of the parents, mm-hmm. you know, and they can always like subject us to fall for them, you know. I just did what I wanted to do. My parents saw me doing what I was doing and as long as I wasn't getting into any trouble, they were cool <laughs> with it. <laughs> They were cool with it. You so, know. so they have so. A, a very open way yeah, of, of, of yeah. raising you. Yeah. They just I, like I guess I was lucky on that point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess I was yeah, lucky on that point. Uh. You know, because other parents they're like, Yay! Mm. This music thing of yours, yeah, now mm. you wanna start drugs. Now mm. you want you don't wanna work, mm. you know. Yeah. Mm. You know, so I guess I was the lucky one mm. on this one. Mm. <laughs> and, and and what would you say was you know, the the most difficult thing? 
about then being able to transition between this being something you do over weekends to now being your full-time job, being full-time work? Uh, I started being a DJ, so that was my weekend thing. But then I switched to playing guitar, that became my career, mm. you know. So uh, as time went, I saw this DJing thing doesn't really work, you know. Yes, it, it worked, but because of the demographic, because at that time we had a period where we moved from uh, playing vinyls. Now we got introduced to CDJs and every shop in in the CBD was selling DJ equipment, mm -hmm. you know. So that's where I took the transition uh, to fall into a guitar, mainly because I wanted to be part of the people who were playing the inside the vinyls, you know. Mm -hmm. Like I was like, no man, I can't be playing this good music for. Like I need to be part of. Yeah, the I need to be that. part of making <laughs> yeah, that music. Yeah, making yeah. that music. Yeah. So yeah. that led me to where I am now. A, a lot of uh, youngsters, and 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 I've had this experience when. Um, I, I do outreaches and career development sessions in yeah. schools. I don't know why, but so many young people want to be DJs. It's like a very popular option in terms of what people see as being available as, as a career option. Yeah. Why, why do you think that's the case? Because... Because the reality is that, yes, we can look and you have the, the DJ coffees and mm. et cetera that are really, really successful. Um, but it's it's very hard. It's very difficult to, to to make it. So I always ask, what what is the other option? After DJing, what's plan B? And what are you doing to work, to work towards plan B? <laughs> blame it on the media. <laughs> <laughs> or must we blame it on the media? Yeah. Blame it on ourselves. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we've got a <laughs> lot of uh, treasures and richness and wealth in our musical uh, history, you mm. know, in South Africa. There's so much we can do. And there's so much that still needs to be done mm. rather than just focusing on being... Uh, a DJ, yes, the media makes it looks easier in that format for you to make it into the industry. Mm. But at the end of the day, the industry is something else, something different, mm. you know. And also on our end as musicians who are focusing on the heritage of South African music and the preservation, we are not being given much, you know, uh, leverage on the scene, you know. We are, South Africa, I would say, uh, from the 90s, we've just been a dance-driven people. I'm a piano. Yeah, club scene, you mm. know, your house, disco music and mm. stuff like that. You know, mm. we totally lost the culture of the true essence of music. And even with our jazz music, that's not enough. You know, there's a lot that's mm. out there. Mm. Yeah. So, so, so do you find then when you think about how you and, and your group make music that you are intentional um, in that process of producing music that ultimately part of what we are also trying to do is preserve a particular heritage, preserve a particular sound? Yes, 100%. Mm. Yeah, that's how it works for us. Like, uh, we make music for a purpose. You know, we're not making music to be on TV or to be on radio. You know, we make music to heal people. We make music to connect with people. We make music to communicate with the world. You know, we make music to let people 
know of our surroundings so what mm. we're going through as a young people like as a basic young youth from south africa mm. you know yeah because at the end of the day we need to be part of the global community you know even in communication you talked about how you've had the opportunity of playing not just in south africa but also to international audiences um through your music what would you say has been the the journey of of discovery in traveling to other countries seeing how other musicians do what they do uh it has been a wonderful experience uh because you get to learn different cultures you get to learn how other people survive then coming back to you you get to learn how to humble yourself you know mm. i mean some sabinila you know at the end of the day the more you travel the more your, your eye opens up you know so but it's quite an interesting uh state on the other side because but yes they are they are recommended as a first world you know everything is nice that side <laughs> but wha- wha- what i would suggest maybe we, we could pick up from them is like professionalism of how we treat our art mm-hmm. you know yeah how we even as artists how do we apply ourselves to the workspace of art you know yes art is free but there's a certain discipline you need to abide by for you to really stretch that far so don't treat it as a side hustle yeah it's a side hustle yeah mm. it's not a side hustle mm. you know yes people might see it as a side hustle but it's not a side hustle mm. yeah and 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 there also important conversations there about how you actually monetize your art and yeah. make a, a decent living out of out of art which is yeah. something a lot of south african musicians struggle with Yeah basically hence I say it's the media Why is it the media again Because the media gives us everything we consume it gives mm. us the direction of how we should treat ourselves you know mm. if you show me every weekend on TV a uh, champagne on with candle lights or mm. I don't know what they put there you know <laughs> we obviously think we're supposed to work towards that mm. You know, mm. the media is giving us, you know, but coming back to the crown and speaking to a normal artist, you'd find out it's a different story. You know, mm-hmm. we struggle with bookings, we struggle with, you know, communicating with each other as artists. We don't have a hub, we don't have a communication uh, way, you know, as mm-hmm. creatives in South Africa. We don't have a, we don't have a one word say a format of mm-hmm. which when you say this is South African artists, what are they saying? This is what we say. you know we we just scattered you know and hoping everything will come back to us in is, greater is, forms is it is is it not as a result of mainstreaming certain music over other types of music true 100% hence i said uh, earlier on that there's a lot in south africa south africa's got a lot to offer just besides ama piano and you know because for me yes i do uh, listen to ama piano but it saddens me if we're gonna uh put for example ama piano is an epitome of like what south african sound and we neglecting all the other people who've been spending years going to school trying to study music to the core mm. you know mm. to really say, talk about you know south african sound or mm. what sort of what's being south african musically you know mm. so we just need to find a balance between the two All right. Yeah, yeah. We're in conversation with Lerato Dichaba. He is a musician. He's part of the band Urban Village and we'll also be bringing you more of their songs in a moment for now. It's 11:30. 
The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. We're still in conversation with Urban Village. They are our guests for the Friday Wind Down. You're listening there to Izzy Vungu Vungu. What does that mean, Lerato? It means turbulences of life. Mm. Yeah, Izzy Vungu Vungu is a hurricane. So, you you, know? so you're tired of the turbulences of this country, basically. <laughs> Yes. Because it says the turbulence <laughs> of M. Clavin, <laughs> <ne? Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Now, okay, I want to continue the conversation, but first let me take Pastor Duma, who's uh, calling us from Durban, and then um, I, I, I'll continue with my own questions. Pastor Duma, good morning. Hello, Kathy, can you hear me? Hi, Pastor Duma. Hello, can you hear me, Kathy? Yes, I can hear you loud and clear. You don't know it's a bongo bongo. <laughs> now I do. <laughs> you put it bongo bongo right there in the studio. Oh, that is means... he is he bongo bongo? <laughs> <laughs> I love it when 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 you uh, when you answer the question on you were sixteen years old, started DJing, and the parents never minded. Yeah, that is what. Talent is all about the Mr. Lirato. Yes, and yes. talent will take you spaces. I'll tell you just quickly, I'm not preaching, you know, I'm a pastor, Kathy. Don't be easy. Bungu bungu on me but, uh, pastor Duma, you know you always want two minutes of preaching. You always want to hijack with two minutes of preaching here. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Go for it. Just one minute. Uh, after 53, I'm 53 years old in age. I'm a musician as well. People have asked me, when are you going to record? When are you going to record? After 53 years, for the first time, I've got an invite, an international invite to come and uh, minister in song after somebody saw my, uh, my uh, video on, 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 uh, on, on, the, on the social network. Mm. So regardless of whenever, timing is always there. And your growth in music, if it's talent, it will take you spaces and it will open doors for you. Lerato, well done. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor. So, 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 Pastor, so, so Pastor Duma, yes. have you been waiting all this time to be discovered? <laughs> I haven't been discovered. I've always known I'm a musician, number one. Number two, I've always said when a woman is pregnant, nobody will force a child out of a, woman, a pregnant woman. When the time is right, mm-hmm. the child will be born. Mm-hmm. And I suppose it's also being um, being honest in, in our entire outlook of how we view musicians and how we view the industry, right? With talent, Kathy, no one in this world, if we all knew our talent, nurtured our talent, worked on our talent, absolutely talent pays. And that's what I know. Okay, Pastor Duma, thanks for that call. Pastor Duma is out in Durban there. I I wanted to ask you, Lerato, when it comes to managing a band, you have uh, four people that are part of Urban Village. You all bring your your own different experiences. You grew up together, so you're all kind of similar age. Mm. How do you manage those dynamics? Uh, It's finding a mutual respect for each other. Uh, yeah, it's in Okshuba sometimes. Like, really hard. Yes, yeah. tell me more. Tell me more. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Sometimes you do have those days. I mean, we are, you know, uh, 
we are people, we are human, you know, we've got different dynamics, but I mean, respect goes a long way, you know, and that's how you choose to treat each other beyond the music, you know, you choose to be brothers, mother and friends type of vibe. You know? well, what do you find are the things you argue about the most where your work is concerned? Uh, it's just getting to results on time, you know, mm-hmm. answering the... Phone calls. Yeah, admin group (laughs) on time, you know. Yeah, things Uh, like that. But otherwise, yeah, we are quite on cruise mode. Mm. Uh, Of course, when it comes to bands, um, and and unfortunately this is uh, one of the stereotypes that exist, is that often they will come together, make really good music, but the longevity Mm. of bands is always under question you know there's always that thing of how long will these pe- people be able to sustain this project that they've embarked on i mean it's a i would say it's a pandemic we've been having since our forefathers musically you know in south africa bands never last in south africa at all you know mm. and also as even in this uh, seven to ten years we're trying to push as hard as we can you know Hence, we pushing the brotherhood more more than the workmanship, mm-hmm. you know. Because at the end of the day, whether there's a gig or not, we've got each other to ourselves as mm-hmm. brothers. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's what's gonna make the band stick together mm-hmm. more than anything. You know, yeah. But we also trying to break a record. You know, in South okay, Africa, the the record for being the longest band. band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because even now, like uh, there's a. We've got groups you don't have bands anymore, mm. you know, and mm. even groups are easy to split, you know, than bands. Yeah, so we're trying to be, you know, the Black Mambas or the Stimela. That's yeah, brilliant. Well, yeah. So, so, so then how do you manage the, the commitments that you have to the group? And I imagine the commitments that you also have, uh, like getting bookings individually and what are the conversations? Uh, I mean... We realized that Urban Village is our calling, mm. you know. So whenever we need to jump, we adhere to that first, mm. you know. So And time management is important, you know. It goes, hence I, I said also, it takes a lot of discipline, even as an individual, you know. You know that, you know, type of vibe, small things, you know, yeah. Well, what would you say are some of the biggest lessons that you have watched learning from other bands in the country? You've just spoken about the fact that, you know, we don't have a great track record there. Mm. So, um, so, so what have you observed that you are being intentional about doing differently? Uh, handling money, mm. knowing what to do with payment when it comes in. You know, it's the that's the thing. You intershy as an artist, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, handling money because we make a lot of money in a very short space of time and it happens that you don't make money in a you very have dry long seasons. Time. Yeah, mm-hmm. but when the money comes, mm-hmm. it really comes, you know. So it's knowing how to handle that, you know, taking care of your finances. Mm-hmm. But yeah, fortunately, we are all fathers, so obviously our responsibilities are our daughters, so we don't waste money anymore. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, but watching, yeah, the most thing that we struggle with, yeah, it's uh, handling money as artists, mm. you know. W- what have the past two years been like for you as a band? Yeah, it has been difficult. Mm. Yeah, especially when we got hit by Omicron. 
yeah. If we did, if the whole band didn't get depression from that period, yeah, now we are strong. Why why was Omicron worse than Delta? Uh, because during Delta, uh, we had a plan of online gigs, you know, mm. and we could do other stuff. So with Omicron, then it extended now what we have been because we have already exist, exhausted our funds mm-hmm. through delta so when omicron hit yeah we, we really felt the covid period now like mm-hmm. you know, this thing is real now mm-hmm. because the things you've been hearing about pe- people losing their jobs their houses and stuff now we were facing that now because remember as musicians we are the last on the food chain you know in in the industry or in south africa we are the last in the food chain so yeah, mm, yeah, it was mm, really hard. Mm. Yeah, and 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 did you find that it was easier to have other work under Delta because it was almost like this thing is going to end soon. soon yeah, kind and of th- right. that was the attitude that everybody yeah, had, and yeah. so in in many ways it was just like let's just do this, this yeah. until we get it to an end that's coming soon. soon. Yeah, but Omicron kind of said. Guys. It's not ending. <laughs> and also, it hit when, cause, uh, when COVID started, we were about to release our debut album. Mm. So now we couldn't tour the album, mm. you know. So we, when Omicron hit, we were given uh, our second opera, because we did travel to France around 2018, mm. earlier. And then we got another opportunity to now really, because it was the period where we were supposed to tour the album when Omicron really hit. So we had planned out dates to be overseas. So now we are stuck in South Africa with these dates. And in South Africa, we don't have any gigs because mm. all of those dates were planned mm. abroad, you know. Mm. So we are, we are just sitting at home doing nothing and like not sure where's the next payment going to come from, where's the next gig going to come mm. from and stuff like that. You That's know. very difficult. Yeah, eh? yeah, yeah, it was very yeah, hectic. Yeah, but then when it ended, yeah, we just hit Paris. It was not so long ago, like uh, April, May, around May. Mm. Yeah, we did two and a half weeks in Paris, then came back for a week. We did Bushfire Festival in Switzerland. Then after that weekend we flew straight to Reunion Island. Wow! Yeah, to so you guys are booked and busy, hey? <laughs> we're trying. We're trying. <laughs> how how do you find your music is received in other parts of the world versus in South Africa? Uh, our music in other parts of the world is received very well. Mm. Yes, because people from outside they understand uh, cultural exchange. You know, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. You know, so like Kaya, hence I'm saying we've been sold a dream of uh, club scenes and, you know, this nightlife, which is not a reality to us. Mm-hmm. Not us as a band, but as a community. As a society. Yeah, as a, yeah, as a society, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day. So here is difficult at home because, yeah, they are just focusing on something else. We also don't know. Mm. You know, so also sometimes it also gives us a thing like oh, maybe we rather focus overseas, but still we're being unfair to ourselves and to our 
people coming after us here mm. at home, you know. Mm. So we're trying to find that balance. But yeah, musically, uh, overseas is well received, and here at home, it's still coming. People they understand, they hear the music, but they still maybe expecting us to be ama piano or the dance mm. music, which mm. yeah, we're not there. So basically. Um, and and you'll correct me if, if what I'm understanding you to be saying is is wrong, but that over, uh, you know international audiences have a much more diverse palette yes. for the types of music, music. they're yes. able to appreciate. Yeah. Yes, and even they they are even willing to put themselves in a position to grasp something new. Yes. They don't know. Yes. You know, it's mm. a two-way thing, mm. you know. Mm. Yes, yeah, they, they're also willing to put themselves on the line to say, let's hear what's this. You know? Who let's they like who's this urban village? Rich, okay, yeah. never heard of them before, but I'm willing to, to sit, sit down, down yeah, and, and watch, watch a, a show, show of those yes, of theirs. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they are willing to stretch or broaden their horizons mm. whether mentally or, mm. you know, they are not just fed. Here in South Africa, we are fed. We are told what to listen to, you know, we are pumped what we suppose, even though we don't want that, but we will listen to that because mm. that's what we are given, you know. So on the other side, it's different, you know. Wow. William in George, good morning. Good morning, Cathy, and good morning, uh, Lerato. Um, you have been discussing the, 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 the matter of of, of authentic South African music. And you also mentioned in passing uh, Larry Smith's Black Mambaso. Now, the first two songs that uh, that were played, it, it had a very strong um, element uh, on my ear. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to ask you about that. And then also the third song, in the background, uh, it sounded like running water but I was wondering which instrument that might be it actually sounded to me like beads okay uh, yes it's a percussion instrument yes. yeah it could be a rain stick yes 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 and answering the Statamia yes uh, as a band we strongly draw our inspiration like we, literally we, we try not to compromise ourselves musically yes, yes, yeah. of course, of yes course, we yes. are we, we want to make sure we become 100 percent south african and 100 yeah. percent you know whether you like it or not yes, you know? yes, yes, yes we yes. are young we could be doing other stuff but we just choose to be who we are now you know for the yes. purpose of our generational you know lineage at exactly. Yeah, at the end of the at the end of the day. Exactly. So, yeah, so that's our <laughs> uh, mandate, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for the wonderful music and and good luck for the future. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for the so, 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 Kathy, yes. had now said, um, you know, uh, they are catering for 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 their generational um, uh, needs. Um, I'm 69. Does that exclude me? <laughs> no, no, it, it doesn't exclude you because we 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 learn from your folks, you know. But yeah, it doesn't exclude you. We learn from from the older ones, and clearly we're taking care of the younger ones coming. <laughs> William, I, I think you know you're more than welcome to enjoy, especially because you've got such a an ear for music as well. 
Yes, no, thank you very much. And, and everything of the best for uh, for Urban Village. All right. Thank th- thanks, William. Uh, William is is out in, in George. And I was saying to you off air, um, Lerato, that it's just that, what is Tinaka in English? Uh, it's, uh, okay, it's pipes. Is it pipes? Yeah. Really? Uh, the Scottish have got bagpipes. Yes. We pretty people, we've it got the It is pipes, isn't yes. it? Yeah, we've got the Oh, okay. Yeah. I, was, I was saying to Lerato of A that I thought I was hearing, um, you know, a bit of Dinaka in 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 Izivungu Vungu, yeah. yeah. But what is that? What instrument is that? Uh, there is a. It's called a nose nose whistle. Okay. Yeah, it's called a nose whistle. You oh. put it on your nose. It, you blow it with your mouth, but it somehow balances on your nose. Okay. Yeah. Where did do you know where it originated from? Ah, uh, no, that no, instrument? no, no, no. I have to. Okay. Yeah, I, I'll have to see it. I don't think I've ever <laughs> seen a it. nose yeah. whistle before. So, so let's talk then about. Um, what it is that you are going to be getting up to and where people can get in touch with you if they want to know more about your music and also uh, potentially watch any performances that you may be doing locally. Okay. Uh, people can find us on all social medias. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's that age. It's nice. Just crazy. Yes, but you must give us the handles. But the handles is Urban Village okay. Music. <laughs> <laughs> on all social platforms, uh-huh. uh, Instagram, you can find our music on Spotify, iTunes, uh, everywhere. Why you should know? people listen to your music? Because they need to get in touch with themselves more mm-hmm. than the music. Mm-hmm. So, so what is the one thing that you think as somebody who listens to your album will take away from it? Uh, a spirit of oneness and a spirit of upliftment. And the spirit to help others grow, you know, mm. and be mindful and, you know, compassionate about your surroundings. Yeah. You know, well, yeah. I, I certainly think that, you know, a situation where you're more booked out of South Africa than in South Africa needs to change because we yes. also have to be able to appreciate and enjoy the music, the music that you're making 100%. for the rest of the world. Yeah. Yeah, but what you uh, will be getting up to uh, for now, I'm not really sure, but we might be he- uh, heading to the Commonwealth Games mm. in the UK. So we're busy with that. Yeah, you guys, Nidina <laughs> Nama flights, you like, you, you have no time for us. You, you're not even no. trying to fly to uh, Durban, <laughs> East London. You're like, no, if you're not showing me a passport, I'm not interested. No. G- give me a visa, <laughs> otherwise I'm not coming. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, the, our ancestors, I need to be able to go to the people here. I mm. know, I was in Guinea so they're like, okay, don't worry, my children. <laughs> we'll sort yeah, you we'll out. We'll sort you out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll fill up those passports in the meantime. Wow. Yeah, but anyway, mm. yeah, we are proud and we are ambassadors of South Africa, you know, and yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Congratulations. And it's been really great chatting to you. And we wish you all of the success as Urban Village in the music that you're putting together. Yeah. And, we, and we also would like to play South Africa a lot. You mm. know, we want to connect with our people. You know, mm. it's nice to speak your home languages. You know, let's speak mm. Venda, let's speak Shangan, let's speak mm. Kosa, let's speak Zulu, let's speak Sutu. You know, I, I think you, what what was profound that you said. Uh, about South Africa is about South Africans in particular is that you said we are fed and we very seldom are interrogating 
why it is that we consume the way that we do and the things that we are consuming. Mm. That's that's very, very profound. Um, because I think if we apply that across different spheres of our lives, yeah. then, you know, um, unfortunately, it leaves us with a lot to reflect <laughs> on. I'm not going to yeah. say more. I'm just saying it, it gives us a lot to think about, you know, that we're just these people that take what we are told, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Lerato, thank you for coming into studio. Lerato Di Chabade. He is one of the band members of Urban Village. And as you hear, really doing well internationally. Uh, but I think it would be great if a band like this would also uh, be able to have a schedule. In, you know, Lerato whips up an international schedule. A local schedule where, where, the way they can perform to South African audiences and be enjoyed by South Africans. That's where we leave it uh, for today on the Talking Point. What a week it has been, but as always, a pleasure to be in your company. We're back with you again, of course, on Monday morning. So what we'll do is that we'll wrap up with another one of their songs. This one is Umhlaba Wonke featuring... Uh, Msaki, who's a really also really brilliant musician. You do you want to tell us a little bit more about Umsaba Wonke before we go to it? Uh, Umsaba Wonke is a song uh, that talks about uh, our journey, you know, mm -hmm. as a people. Mm -hmm. uh, you go out there to seek for a better life. Like Umsaba Wonke is like it's a story of our people who are migrant workers who built Chobek City. You know, because they've left their spaces to go look for a better living, you know, and they settled here. So, and now we are the generation that's that came after them, you know. So it's just that movement of, you know, finding your, how can I put it? Your happiness. Oh, wow. Your well. one inside. <laughs> <laughs> Finding your happiness. <laughs> All right. Lerato, we leave it there. Here is Umklava Wonke. Back with you again Monday morning. Of course, on the other side of this will be the update at noon.